welcome back to the Competing for Prize podcast. My name is Ken Burke, and today my guest is Kevin College men's tennis player and also my roommate, my best friend, and one of the best people I know, Cameron Cortman. Cam, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, thanks for having me, Ken. Excited to be here. Yeah, so Cam, this, I think this has been a long time coming, and I think it's appropriate for us to discuss this topic because, I mean, we've talked about this in person many times, I think, especially about our sports. But first, can you please give the audience a little bit of background about your experience as a Christian and as an athlete? And in fact, I want to throw something else on there. I want you to share your testimony because I think it's something that all the listeners need to hear. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to. Um, so sports have definitely been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. I mean, whether it was playing t-ball, kicking the soccer ball, or picking up a tennis racket when I was 12, like, I've always loved sports. Um, however, like that wasn't always a reality for my family. There was a period of time when it seemed like I wouldn't really get the chance to do any of those things. Um, my testimony is very different from a lot of other people's. When I was one year old, um, I had been getting a lot of ear infections kind of leading up to Halloween of 2001. Um, and that night I got another ear infection. We went to the doctor, you know, did the same routine, got the antibiotics. But that one trip, would change my life forever. We were leaving the doctors with the antibiotics to cure what we thought was a simple ear infection. When my mom kind of stopped in her tracks and looked at the doctor and said, the Lord told me on the way over here that we need to go to the hospital. Which first of all, like what? (laughs) (laughs) And fortunately, like the doctor responded and said, well, who am I to argue with the Lord? I mean, I can't argue with that. So he did just that and we went to the hospital Um, And after multiple hours of running tests and doing blood work and just waiting in anticipation, we heard the dreaded word that no family should ever have to hear, um, that is your child has leukemia. At that moment, 95% of my blood cells were cancerous, and they kind of told us that I probably wasn't going to make it through the night. And if I did make it, I wasn't going to be able to live like a normal child. I was going to have some brain damage, um, and I wasn't probably going to be able to talk or walk normally or any of that. Um, but clearly our God had other plans. Um, friends and family came from all over, began to pray for my healing as I immediately began chemotherapy. Um, I lived to see a few more days and days turned into weeks, which turned into months, which turned into four years of intense treatment until I was finally cancer free. Um, the doctors were astonished and, you know, we could attribute that to none other than, you know, the grace of God. Um, so even just from that point, of surviving cancer, you know, I've been told from a young age, you were saved for a reason, you were given a second chance at life that a lot of people don't get, you know, you better make your life worthwhile. And so on one hand, that's super encouraging of like, God chose to save me. And I don't know why, but because he chose to save me, you know, I'm going to live my life for his glory. And I'm going to do everything I can to make him known, because I feel like that's one of the reasons I was saved. But on the other hand, You know, it puts a lot of pressure on a young person to be told, like, you were saved from this disease that kills so many other kids. So because of that, like, you better live up to something. You better make your life worthwhile. And that was no, that was no one's intentions when they were telling me that. But, like, it really stuck with me in that way. And that's when my battle with anxiety, which I'm going to talk about later, you know, really began of, like, feeling this pressure to live this perfect life and make sure I was living a life that was pleasing to other people, pleasing to the Lord, or at least that it looked like that from the outside because I was saved from cancer 
you know, I better have this perfect life, which, you know, really turned into anxiety. Um, so that's a huge part of my testimony is just like being cured from cancer and the Lord using my anxiety just to show me him and show me his mercy and his grace and that like we all fall short. And that is the whole point of Jesus dying on the cross is that, you know, as soon as we stop thinking that we're sinners, we stop thinking that we need a savior. So there's no point in trying to live this perfect life or make it look like you have this perfect life because you shine for Jesus more when you show your flaws and when you're vulnerable than when you look like you have it all put together. I, every time you tell me that, it's just like, wow. Like you, you overcame a lot in your life. I mean, and you're only like 21 years old. Like it's, it's just, it's crazy to hear. But how did you overcome everything you've been through in your short life? Yeah. And it's, it's an interesting question in my opinion, because I feel like I had nothing to do with it almost, you know, mm. I think like the only reason I've overcome anything, whether it's cancer or anxiety or anything else is because of the Lord. And I truly think like, if I didn't have the faith that I have, like I would not be to this point. You know, mm. if you would have told me in sixth grade that I would be playing college tennis like that was crazy to me. Like I was too scared and too anxious to do anything like that and to put myself out there. Um, so I feel like definitely first and foremost, the grace of the Lord, but secondly, like the power of prayer. Um, and I really saw that in my parents walk with the Lord when I was going through cancer and just hearing about from other people that were involved in the situation, just how strong they were in their faith through that time. You know, when people go through such trying times, it can really weigh on them and it can cause you to question the Lord and question if he really is good and if he really is present. Mm. But with my parents, you know, all it did was make their faith stronger. Um, they truly prayed through every day of the four years of treatment. And I think that's like one of the big reasons that I was able to overcome that was because I do believe that God works through prayers. Um, and he says that the prayers of the righteous will be answered. And I think like my parents are prime examples of that. So I feel like between the grace of God, the power of prayer and the faith of my parents, you know, like that's the main reason I've been able to overcome anything. Yeah. Yeah. Your support system is unlike any others. Your parents are amazing. And I mean, you've been around people your entire life that have encouraged you, like you said, to just, you know, Hey, you were put on this earth for a reason. And even though that made you anxious at, at some points, like it's, it's just really encouraging to hear that God still has a plan for you still through all of this definitely and i think like that's a reminder that everyone needs you know not just someone who went through a crazy disease like cancer you know i think like i'm thankful for my community of like you included that consistently reminds me like hey you are love you are valued you are put here for a reason never question that like i think that's a reminder that everyone needs no matter what you've been through or how big or how small it is yeah for sure and going towards our discussion today the final part of this series that we've been in called the identity series talking about how we as christian athletes need to put our self-worth in christ because nothing else will sustain us especially sports so moving towards that i've asked every person that has come on this series this question so i wanted to ask you have you ever had an identity crisis and if so how did you get through that yeah uh, i touched on this a little before but definitely i think my struggles with anxiety were kind of the beginning of like what you would call an identity crisis. I mean, in the fifth grade, there was a period of time where I couldn't even go to school or I would throw up and cry before school every morning because I was so anxious 
of what people were going to think about me and say about me and the fact that they were even just going to look at me like I was just paralyzed with that feeling um and so I think that's when my identity crisis began of like this lifelong struggle that I still have to deal with today of always feeling that I have to be put together that I have to appear perfect on the outside when realizing like the ultimate image of perfection is Christ and anything below that is like humanity and it is normal to not be perfect and to not be put together and you're going to develop true community and true intimacy with the father in those moments when you're on your knees feeling broken you're not going to develop true intimacy with the lord in those times when you feel like you have it all together and i think you know it's more dangerous to act like you have it all together because that's pushing away where the Lord can work in you and through you and through other people. And so I think kind of just like coming to grips with that of my identity crisis of like, okay, I'm not perfect. I need to stop acting like everyone has to view me as that because I am a sinner and let me use my imperfections to bring glory to the Father. Um, like it says in scripture that like we are called to boast all the more gladly about our weaknesses because in our weaknesses, Christ shines through that. And if I'm trying to put on this perfect image, Christ isn't going to be able to shine through that. Hmm. Yeah. And going back to what you said, like anxiety in just life in general is such a big topic nowadays. And for myself, I didn't realize that I had anxiety or struggled with that until like a couple of years ago. And I, I remember going to school sometimes too. I just be so nervous and didn't want to go. And I probably threw up sometimes too. But it's just like anxiety is a really big issue. And as Christians, we need to be able to talk about it because it's it's something that is present in this fallen world. And the only way that we can survive that is through Christ, really. Definitely. And I think it just goes back to like, and athletes know this feeling all too well of like, where are you finding your confidence? Um, if your confidence is coming from, for me, it was what other people think about me um, and that affirmation and that validation, or is it coming from you winning all of your games or all of your matches? Like, if that's where you're finding your confidence, like, yeah, you're going to struggle with anxiety because you're never going to perfectly be affirmed or validated or win every single game. But if you're finding your confidence in the fact that, like, your identity is that you are a follower of Jesus first and foremost, and that is your ultimate purpose like your confidence won't waver depending on your circumstances. Yeah, for sure. Was there like a specific time when you realized you were made for a bigger purpose other than sports? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I think like it goes back to when I was making my college decision, which was an extremely difficult um, time in my life. Like I knew I wanted to play college tennis, but I wasn't sure like where God was leading me. Um, until I came to Covenant and gave, like, came on my visit, um, I really felt pulled to Covenant. And when I got here freshman year, you know, I think that's when it hit me that like I wasn't here at Covenant College on Lookout Mountain to play tennis. Like, yes, I'm super grateful that I had the opportunity to play tennis. And like it's been some of the greatest times of my life in these past four years. But it's also shaped me in so many ways. However, like the community that I've found at Covenant and like the chance I've had to grow in my faith um, through that community has showed me that like my purpose in this life is not to be a tennis player. Uh, my purpose is to love others well 
and honor God while doing so wherever my feet land, you know, for these four years in this season, it was at covenant. And then I'm about to gear up for a new season. And like, my purpose is still to love others well and honor God while doing so. And then at covenant, like I get to do that alongside the greatest community. And part of that is my team, but like, that is not my purpose. My purpose isn't just to win as many matches as I can. Hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. I feel like <laughs> this podcast is literally an ongoing ad for Covenant College because <laughs> I always mention it. And when I have Covenant athletes on too, they always just talk about it. And it's a great, it's a great community. If you ever get a chance to come up here, please do. <laughs> yeah, but, we definitely should be paying us. <laughs> yeah. But going back to this question, like, to be honest, I am really struggling with this right now, like being in season, uh, you know, when I started this podcast out of season in last last May, I, it was really easy for me to say like, hey, don't get upset about how you perform on the court or field. But I, it has been really frustrating when I struggle now in season. And like, I don't know if I ever had a specific moment when I realized that, but I do know that once I actually took my relationship with God seriously, like a, a few years ago, that's when I realized like everything else in my life is secondary to Christ. You know what I mean? For sure. And I think like it just, it, it changes your whole perspective when you kind of realize like I can honor the Lord while I get to play sports and while I get to fulfill my passions, like how cool is that? You know? And I think when you have that perspective, it totally flips how you view anything you do, honestly. Yeah. And I, I was at practice today and it was like sunny and 75 and I was like, wow, this is <laughs> This is amazing. And I get to be on a baseball field, but it's just, it, it makes you appreciate the little things more, I guess. Yeah, definitely. But last season of collegiate tennis, what have you learned throughout your time at Covenant about balancing sports and jobs and academics and everything you're involved in with your faith? Just hearing you say like last season of collegiate tennis is super weird because it still hasn't really set in yet. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just like that eternal facing perspective that everything in this life sports included are temporary but your faith is eternal and because of that you can't compartmentalize your faith and your different aspects of life if you're a christian athlete and the way you compete looks the same as all those other secular schools that you're playing like you're not only doing a disservice to yourself you're doing a disservice to the lord you know this podcast is called competing for christ and like competition as a Christian has to look different than the world. Your faith like has to impact every single area of your life. The way you do your work in your job and your career has to look different. The way you play sports has to look different. The way you study looks different. The way you do everything has to look different than the world if you're truly living out what scripture says. I mean, I think one of my favorite verses is Colossians 3:23 which talks about, you know, whatever you do work hard at it because you're serving the Lord, you're not serving people, you know, and when you kind of keep that mindset of everything I do is a gift from the Lord. And because of that, like, I'm going to serve him with it. It'll kind of impact your faith and it'll impact how you implement your faith into these different areas of life. Yeah. And little known fact, the competing for Christ title, Cam actually came up with it for those of you who do not know. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, I don't think I ever said thank you for that. <laughs> but yeah, you are completely right. Like I have realized this final semester that it this is so hard to balance 
literally everything I have going on because I am consumed in baseball, work, school, friends, planning a wedding, and like trying to stay involved with my family as a son and as a brother. And as I told you, it's I've really been bad about letting everything I'm involved in kind of like consume me and define who I am as a person. And I think it's important to realize that like in the busyness of life, it's not an option to give everything to God. As a Christian, you have to let him intervene with everything that you are involved in because if not, you're, you're going to go insane because trust me, I've been there. It is, it is too hard to balance. And I just think God has specific ways of telling me that, whether it be through like sermons or what I read or just like conversations with you or just, you know, close friends. Yeah, definitely. And I think just like, you know, I definitely relate to that like season of busyness and how hard it is to prioritize your faith. But I like so often realize like when I am prioritizing my faith and like spending time with the father, it impacts all of those different areas. And like all of those are doing so much better when I'm setting time for the Lord first. And so like when you have your priorities in order, life just becomes so much easier, not easier in the sense that like you won't have trials, but easier in the sense that your perspective will change, your mindset will change, and it'll all work out in the end. Yeah. I think doing like simple things too, like reading your Bible, like first thing in the morning or like listening to Christian gospel music on the way to practice. Like it, it just changes your perspective, like you said, but how, how dangerous is it to solely be labeled as an athlete or, you know, really anything in your life as a worker or student or, you know, anything else? Yeah. I mean, it's super dangerous for me, you know, as a tennis player, I'm the prime image of what people think of when they think of an athlete. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but on a serious note, I think that like, it's super dangerous because, you know, God has given us these talents and abilities in our respective sports or in our career, academics, whatever it is. But that being said, because it's all a gift from him, anything in this life can be taken away from us by him. And if you labor label yourself solely as one of those things, um, whether it's based on the fact that you make really good grades, whether you play a sport, you landed this dream job, you're really popular, whatever it is, and that gets taken away, you'll have nowhere to turn and you'll have this empty void in you that you can't fill. However, if you keep a kingdom mindset and recognize that all of these things are gifts from above, you'll be able to do so much more with each of those things that you have been gifted. It's kind of this notion of like, this is a temporary gift that I've been given in order to proclaim the gospel further and in order to proclaim his kingdom. And it's kind of just that upward facing, like I'm going to use these gifts to promote something so much bigger than myself. Hmm. Yeah. If you were, if you were to go back to, you know, your past self and the self that had anxiety and was worried about what other people think and was worried about how they were going to perform in, on, on the tennis court. What advice would you give to yourself when it comes to like playing sports? I would say simply just find joy. Um, it's easy for sports to turn into more of a job than a passion. Um, so I think it just has to come back to why you're competing. You're competing because you love the sport and the who behind your competition. You know, you're competing to serve the Lord and to glorify him. And if you keep those two things in mind, it'll be so much easier to find joy. Um, I've, and I still have to remind myself that, you know, when I'm coming to the end of my college career, 
like even today at practice, there's a time when it's like, it's easy to get caught up in, you know, I'm not playing as well as I think I should be or worried about the next match. But if you just take time to step back and be like, how cool is it that I get to play this sport that I love and I have this ability? And I think it just will totally shift how you view sports and you'll, you'll be able to compete better because of that. Um, one of my favorite authors is Bob Goff and you know, he talks about love and joy a lot in his books. And one of his quotes is, figure out what fuels your joy and then do lots of that. You know, and how cool is it that for me, tennis fuels my joy. And I've been given this opportunity to do lots of that. So why would I not have joy when I'm playing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I wrote down too. Like, just just tell yourself to enjoy it because it's it's not here forever. And, you know, as we're both in our final seasons of sports, I just look back at all the memories and like fun times that I had while playing sports, whether in travel ball or, you know, rec ball or high school. And it's just like, God, there was a purpose behind all of those events and all of those times because it just made me, it, it made me, it makes me appreciate so much more the time that I'm in right now. And like, now that I'm in actually in my last season. I'm just trying to really tell myself to soak it all in because it's not going to be here in five months. And I wish, I wish I did that sooner in my life. Like I wish I enjoyed high school sports more and like didn't take those for granted. But I think now that I let God interfere with my sports and me as an athlete, I think it's, it's been so much more beneficial now when I play sports, like you said. Yeah. And I can definitely see that in you and just like your faith impacting every single area of your life, including baseball and like the influence you've had on your team and the influence it's had on your competition. So I'm definitely like a witness to God working, you know, through you in this season of your life. Well, thank you. (laughs) It was not always like that. Trust me. And you know that, but last question to end this series, how can Christian athletes battle with putting so much weight on sports while they play? Yeah, I think, you know, I've touched on a little bit just that kingdom mindset and eternal perspective. I mean, going on with that, another one of my favorite quotes is from Francis Chan. Um, Yeah, I actually put this as my senior quote. And he says, our greatest fear should not be of failure, but of succeeding at things in life that don't really matter. Hmm. And I think, you know, sports are an extremely important part of who we are. There's no doubt about that, but they're not the end-all be-all. It's okay to place value on them like anything in this life, but we have to keep this correct perspective and focus on what we're learning along the way. You know, what kind of a legacy are you going to leave when you're done with sports? Hmm. You know, are are you going to look back and realize that you succeeded at things that don't even matter and you failed at the things that do matter? Um, Are you honoring the Lord through the way you compete? You know, these are the questions that matter much more than winning that one specific game in this moment in your life. You know, you were created for this moment and your purpose in this moment is to use whatever platform you've been given for us, you know, at sports, use that to love people. And through loving people, you're loving Christ and modeling him. Hmm. Um, So I guess if I had to like sum everything up that I've said so far in one final statement, I would say like, if you define yourself by something that isn't Christ, you're going to become something that is not like Christ, Mm -hmm. no matter how good that thing may seem at the time. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you say that, that you said looking back on your career as a collegiate athlete, 
uh, a senior last year after our final series came up to me and he was like, I mean, we were all crying. Everybody was, everybody was a wreck. And he just came up to me and said, Hey, leave this place better than you found it next year. Just enjoy every single moment that you have. And this whole off season, I was like, what did, what did he mean by that? Because like, there's no way I can be an all American. There's no way I can, you know, be the best player ever to come through covenant college. But now I, I realize that it's about who you impact in your time as an athlete and what's mark you leave on the culture of the, of a, of a program or the people that you interact with. And I think just tying this back into this question, like once you realize that it's not about you and it's not about your stats or anything like that, it's just, it takes that weight off your shoulders because if you're doing, if you're playing sports specifically to glorify God, then anything you do should emphasize that. And I know it's difficult because you have parents, coaches, and friends, and all these other people saying, hey, how are sports going? How are you doing? Have you hit a home run recently? And, but like, like we said earlier, we are made for a bigger purpose. And sports are so finite. And they will not be here forever. I think I've said that like 10 times this episode, but it's true. Even if you're fortunate enough to play professionally, you cannot play forever. I mean, Tom Brady even retired. I mean, for now, I don't know. He's not coming back. Uh, but as Christian athletes, I, like you said, just just find joy in sports and just have fun. Like they are made, they were made by God. I do believe that. And they're not a result of the fall. I, I think I... I'm controversial saying that because yeah, I don't know. I was going to say that's a, that's a whole different topic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just enjoy them. They are so fun if you just take the pressure off yourself. Yeah, definitely. And like I said before, just like super grateful that we even like get the chance to, you know, to play sports and to do something we love at a high level. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, Cam, thank you so much for coming on. I... I know I should have asked you way sooner, but thank you for sharing your thoughts and your wisdom. And just thank you so much for the input you've put in into this podcast and like coming up with the title, like I would never come up with that, but, and just being my graphic designer on social media. If you, if you don't follow social media, you should really go check that out because you know, he's a great graphic designer, uh, but I am blessed. I, I am blessed to have you as a friend and a roommate and just somebody that I always look up to. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, Ken. I mean, this podcast has been a blessing in my life, and I know, like, uh, so many people can say the same, and it's so cool to see you just, like, following the Lord's prompting to do this, and I know he's going to work through this in so many big ways, so I'm glad I get to be the small part of it and get to see you do something you love like this. Awesome. Thanks, Ken. All right, well, for all the listeners out there, remember to like, subscribe, and leave a rating and review for the podcast. It really helps us out. Again, thank you so much for listening. And remember that no matter what, God loves you and he's going to fight for you no matter what.